It's the VNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X92.9's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Monday, April 25th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Coming off a beautiful weekend here in Calgary. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, what did you do? You were you were skiing. I went skiing. Yeah. Uh, and it was beautiful. It was the first time, I think, ever. It was plus eight at Lake Louise. And it was sunny and there was no wind at the peak. Which is just super eerie because no wind is one thing, but no wind at the top of a mountain when you're overlooking other, like, it's just really weird to have no wind up there. It was almost yeah. eerie. It was like... It's probably so quiet. Oh, yeah. you can hear from far away. But they got, they got like eight centimeters overnight, so we were actually, <laughs> there was powder. It was the perfect comp... Uh, Spring skiing and skiing in April is some of the best, I find, because yeah. you get the mild temperatures, you get the bluebird days, and they still get tons of snow. So That's awesome. Yeah. What about you? We had a very social weekend. I saw three different groups of friends, which nice. was nice. Yeah. Just kind of catching up with some friends and yeah, spent lots of time outside. It's supposed to be nice all week. Yeah, Looks like we're my fine. sister came into town, so I got to show her why it's better here than in Vancouver. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on today's show, we're going to talk about what happens to the used bars of soap in hotels and etymology, something gross that I saw at the public library on the weekend. This hilarious clip of a parrot that sings like an, like an 80s hair metal oh singer. Oh my God, it's phenomenal. Um, an ethical dilemma I have involving paying admission to, admission to places. We've got some white girl phrases. An idea for your next party or getaway. But first, your out of context clip of the show. And bloom, bloom, bloom where you're planted. You will find your way. In 20 minutes or less. So I learned recently that tourists flock to Manitoba at this time of year for a certain event. And, you know, I never thought of Manitoba as a spring tourist hotspot, but here we are. Uh, have you heard of the Narcisse snake dens? Not specifically, but okay. I, I might know where you're going with this. Well, every year, thousands of garter snakes slither to the surface from their winter dens. And there's this big mating ritual that happens. And the males, I guess, service first, and then they wait for the females and try to, you know, woo them or whatever snakes do. And it's called a mating ball because sometimes thousands of male garter snakes will all rise at once and surround this female and try to convince her to do the dirty with them. <laughs> yeah, I've seen these. They're horrific. Yep. Um, one of the BBC nature documentaries featured like on the Canadian prairies, a ball of garter snakes. And I think they said they, they do it to like warm up against each other too. Cool. Because they're coming out, of, they're cold-blooded, right? Yeah. They're coming out of so, snake hibernation, I guess. And they're, but that's party. a tour, that's the, that's like a tourist thing. I mean, you could, you could go to Mount Fuji to see the cherry blossoms or the Netherlands to see the tulips. Paris, beautiful in the spring. Or you can go to Manitoba. Watch the snakes see the friggin' snake stems. These horrifying garden snakes arise from the ground. It's, it's on the, go it's on the government's website as something to do to come. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's probably pretty incredible to see, but also disgusting and horrifying and like, like, do you, do you think there are hotel rooms that overlook this so that you and you and your no, it's a pit, Sean. Everyone stands around the edge of the pit. You and your mate can and enjoy a, a little bubbly and have some romance while watching the snake pit go down. Like, honestly, what are y'all looking at? Snakes plunking. Oh my god! What are you doing for your honeymoon? Well, we're going to Manitoba to watch snakes do it. Okay, <laughs> you really must go. <laughs> Thousands of them. It's beautiful. Just this rinsing time all of up here, on each other. It's it's wonderful. Thousands of garter snakes all in one giant ball together. It's romance. Big sex ball of snakes. 
Gets do, me turned on. We do it every year. They're doing it. We're doing it. Everyone. Is there honeymoon suite for that? <laughs> or? thinking about getting a vacation property out there. <laughs> it's, a big, it's a big tourist attraction. Yeah, oh, no. The property here is going to skyrocket. There's a giant. Look yonder. Snakes snake friggin'. Balls. <laughs> B and S in 20 minutes or less. You're going to love this idea, Shauna. And I think it's going to take very little convincing to get you on board. Okay. I was hanging out with my friend on the weekend, and he was telling me about this bachelor party that he planned recently. He was the best man in his friend's wedding. Mm -hmm. And they were all staying, they went skiing, and they were all staying at this hotel. And they were like, I think there was four guys to a room in this this hotel. Yeah. And they had a room crawl. So each room was responsible for one cocktail, one snack, and one game. And all the guys went from room to room, spent like an hour at each. And when you were hosting, you had to present your cocktail, your snack, your game. That's hilarious. We did that with uh, different condos in Quebec where you went and like each condo had their own specialty cocktail and their own snack. We didn't do the games thing though, but we should have. But yeah, you just like traveled along and each one had to present their own. Pretty sweet. That's so cool. It's genius. Yeah. I was thinking that we should do this for one weekend only this year. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I've already started. We're also, some friends and I were talking about it. We're going camping this year. We're going to... Dinosaur Provincial Park with a bunch of people and we're going to do a campsite crawl. Same thing. Amazing. And I'm already thinking about, you know, what our drink's going to be, what our cocktail's going to be, what our game is going to be. That's awesome. Yeah. It's like we we have friends who do the Beer Olympics every year too. Yeah, and I've heard of that. great. Yeah, you have a different game that you have to compete in and there's a, a medal that you win and it's a big deal. Yeah. Those are so fun. Cheap entertainment. Hell yeah. The room crawl. Mm-hmm. That's genius. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you spend a lot of money on hotel room and you don't spend much time there, right? You go yep. out. It's true. So This is a way to encourage staying a little it. more in the, the rooms. room crawl. It's going to be Genius. BNS in 20 minutes or less. Got some more white girl sayings for you, Beckler. Excellent. I'm ready for them. So these are, of course, sayings, if you're new to this show, that are a, a bit cliche that you'd find on the typical white girl's wall. My wall, for example. You'd, you'd see these here. And lots of people like to submit them to us now as well. So first one from front of the show, Chris. He's He's got this one. If you love everything you have, you have everything you need. Ooh, I like that one. It's beautiful. It's a great sentiment. Yeah, it is. Okay. So how many face contouring tutorials out of 10 does that one get? <laughs> well, I'm not a white girl and I really like it. Okay. So. All right. All right. So maybe six. Okay. Six. Not very many. All right. Uh, here's the next one. Don't be scared to change the prince's name in your story. Now, now we're getting up there. Cause okay. that like, yeah. What does that even mean? I don't even know. That's what I was thinking. I saw this. I was like, what is, what do you mean? So is it, is it like encouraging you to leave your partner? Well, that's what it, I was just like, this is weird, but you got the prince in there and then you're telling me to move. Or is it like more abstract than that? Is it like, this is, I know deeper, be open to the possibility of meeting different people. Maybe someone who you hadn't considered. Yeah. Like don't think of the typical cliche prince, but open up your, maybe open up your eyes. Maybe it's pretty white girl though. How many Fab Fit Fun boxes out of ten oh, does that one get? Nine. Nine Fab nine. Fit fun. Wow, so that's, that's a like, lot of yeah, Fab like Fit Fun boxes. Two and a half boxes. years worth of Fab Fit Fun boxes. So. Okay, uh, here's the next one. Bloom where you are planted. Bring your own sunshine. <laughs> so this is similar to one we had recently, right? Where it's like There's some flowers. One. If it's Flower dark, thematics. maybe you've been planted. Time mm-hmm. to bloom, whatever. Yes. So I think, and I could be wrong, but I think that one has biblical origins. Okay. Because I know for sure there's a Christian hymn called bloom where you're planted okay i have a version of it here for you uh-huh. uh, this is from the album quiet time with jesus and i'm going to play you just a clip of this and bloom 
I know that. Stop that now. Because I remember my grandpa singing that at the top of his lungs at St. Philip Catholic Parish in Saskatoon. Okay. Uh, Was not a great singer, that man. Uh But God, he was putting his heart into it. Bloom, bloom, bloom where you're planted. That reminds me. Do you remember me telling you about the dude, my church growing up, and he was so tone deaf. I've never met somebody in my life that was more tone deaf than him, and he loved to sing. Oh, yeah. And he couldn't. It yeah, was the he was worst. Yeah, his heart up. Yeah, great. but again, I respect the hell out of him oh. because he was singing that with conviction. I'd like to hear him take on Bloom Where You're Planted, see I don't, if he could do better than my grandpa. Yeah, I mean, I think he'd bust some windows, but okay. <laughs> this version from Quiet Time with Jesus is quite lovely. So... <laughs> What, what rating does that one get? I mean, I was going to say how many, it's wine o'clock somewheres, but if we're going Christian. It's like biblical. I, yeah. How many plaid shackets out of 10 does that one get? Plaid shackets? Plaid shackets. Yeah. I'm only going to say like four plaid shackets because if more it's biblical, religious it thing. goes way back there. Okay. Like my grandpa really stirred him. Yeah, so. you're right. Should <laughs> <laughs> we have this play us out here? No, oh, okay. Bloom, bloom where you're Please stop. You will have your DNS in 20 minutes or less. I have, I have an ethical question for you. Okay. A question of ethics. Mm-hmm. So on the weekend, the boys and I took the train downtown. Yeah. And on the way there, I bought tickets for all of us. We were in a rush and the train was there and I was just like, three tickets. And then we went down. But then I realized that Brigham is only four and doesn't need a ticket. Oh. His youth fair is, is ages six to 17 on Calgary Transit. Right. So on the way back... I only bought a ticket for myself. And I said to Bo, if anyone asks, you're about to turn six. Okay, so if the, if the transit police ask, you're about to turn six. Good Jeep's asking move. Yep. Yeah, but this is one of those things that I think almost everyone does. Mm-hmm. You know, like if your kid is 12 and the cutoff for child pricing is 11, yeah. you will say that the kid is 11, right? Yeah. I even remember growing up, I think the taxes were different on kids' clothes. So my mom was like... You're 12 for as long as you can possibly be 12. Hey, I constantly try and fit into children's clothing. And if I can, awesome, because I yeah. save the tax on it. But what about what about lying? Like, what about if you go to pay admission for somewhere? Or even on the other end, if you're like 63 and the seniors rate starts at 65 and you say, I'm a senior. I mean, is that if you're in and around the age, I think it's fine. Like if you're trying to get away with it when you're way past and you just constantly are trying to do that, maybe it's a bit different. But like. Whatever. <laughs> they just pick a, an arbitrary number, really. Like they've chosen seven, right? And they're like, okay, this is gonna be seven, but six and a half. Or it eight, is arbitrary, whatever. isn't it? Because like, it's not like yeah, it's not like it costs them any more to have that kid on the train than it does for no. a kid who's a year older. If it's like a charity but, event or something, and you're like, oh well, kids get in free for the like, and you're trying to game the system when it's going for a good cause or something, that's yeah. a bit different. But what about someone's business though? Yeah, see. I have, like I feel Again, it's one of the things I think everybody does and I, I do it so too well. but I still yeah. sometimes feel a bit bad when I look at them and I'm like yeah he's 6 but I know he's not Mhm kind of depends I I almost feel like you do where it's like if if it's obvious that you're lying then it's wrong if the kid could believably be that age mm-hmm. But if you have this giant of a kid and you're like, he's five, it's like, no, he's not. Come on. He's actually 10. Then it's like, okay, yeah, this is yeah. stupid. Or like if I said, I'm a senior, yeah. they'd be like, okay, you're, mm-hmm. we're going to need to see your ID. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, it is it is wrong. Yeah. You are lying, but. But for, I think for a kid, especially again, like he's right close to that age. He's close. Yeah. He's really close. I wonder if that asks for ID. 
<laughs> From a six-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> VNS in 20 minutes or less. I stumbled across a TikTok account this weekend, Beckler, that I thought you'd enjoy. Uh, it's a man who looks like a, a great friendly Terry, and he has a bird that sings along to his guitar jams. So he plays some great classic rock songs, and then this bird sings along to it. And I just, I don't even want to. already just great. have a little listen to this bird, okay? Oh, there's a bunch of stuff going on. What's playing on here? Hmm. Oh, that's weird. Still going there. Okay, here we go. Try now. Okay, ready for this? <laughs> that's a bird. That is a bird. Okay. Is there more? Yes. <laughs> no way. That is a bird. That's not a bird. It's a bird. It's a bird. How does it have such great rhythm and... I don't... It's a parrot of some sort or something that obviously is good at mimicking, so I don't know if it has heard this music and then over time is trying to mimic it. Yeah, because it's like right in time. It's like right at the right spot. It is spots just and- unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> it has vibrato in its voice and everything. I know. It's just... Does it only sing bird? It Does it only sing bird, like yeah. a Pokemon? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need this That's so bird. good. He's belting it, man. Like you could be in some smoky blues bar as a cover band up on stage. Who's playing tonight? That bird. Yeah, just you know that Terry here. They'd be like, "That's an awesome rock one, yeah." BNS in twenty minutes or less. I just think of like. Someone coming to band practice is like, guys, I found a new singer for us. Yeah. I need everyone to keep an open mind here. <laughs> it's like the masked singer. You, you you make him audition behind a, a curtain. No judgment, okay? Just don't want you guys to judge. What do you think? The voice, you hit the chair and spin around, and then, ah, it's a parrot. <laughs> Friend of the show, Jackman, messaged us and said that there is a metal band called Hate Beak. Hate Beak. And their lead singer is Waldo the African Grey Parrot. Yeah. So Those parrots are like geniuses. They but. are. Uh, I found I found a clip of Hate Beak here. This is called Bird Seeds of Vengeance. I gotta be honest, I think the Terry Bird's better. I, I agree. He's yeah. got way more rhythm and tune and Yep, yep. Yeah. He legitimately sounds like a a good falsetto seto eighty singer. It's just amazing. This one you could do with basically any ba- any animal, right? Oh, any yeah. animal that makes any kind of growl or roar, you exactly. can play metal behind it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that, that other parrot is like hitting the right notes He's in into the right it. places. Oh yeah. Yeah, I just <laughs> I wanna hear it once more. Hold on here. And that Terry <laughs> I 
almost don't believe it. Oh my god, I didn't at first either. If you watch the the TikTok, send uh, me the link and I'll put it in the description of the podcast. I will because when you watch it, you do notice that it is in fact this. It is one hundred percent this bird that makes those noises. It is incredible, unbelievable. And Terry's yeah. probably just like, I got everything I need. Oh you know, my I god, I got my bird and my guitar. That is, yeah, I'm happy. I just pictured, <laughs> yeah, Terry having a having a little doobie and then just jamming out with his bird, you know, hanging out there and just listening to that voice. V and S in 20 minutes or less. The boys were playing at the library the other day, and one of the, when we got there, one of the kids had a whistle that he was blowing on, like a toy whistle. That's not annoying at all. It's pretty annoying, Sean. <laughs> pretty annoying. But when it came time for that kid to leave, he just threw the whistle on the ground, and then another kid came by and picked it up and started blowing into it. A different kid. Oh, God. We saw this happen twice more before we left. Oh, okay. Four different unrelated kids. Somebody needs to throw out that whistle. Oh, all blew into, well, I wanted to, but I was like, I wonder how many other kids are going to blow into this oh, whistle. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's just what we saw. Oh. How many more mouths? Like, the first kid we saw probably wasn't his whistle, based on the evidence that we have. No. How many more miles have been on that thing Everybody before we arrived? To, oh, okay. When I was growing up, my parents were adamant that we not share drinks with other people or anything like that. Like, they're, my parents are they're, they're clean freaks. Oh, okay. Somewhat germaphobic, I would say. Yeah, mine are the opposite, so cool. <laughs> and they were just like, yeah, don't share drinks with other people mm-hmm. that aren't in the family. You know, that's kind of gross. Interesting. And uh, it took, like, I'm not really like that anymore, but it took a long time for me to get to the point where somebody would be like, do you want to try this, this drink? And I'd be like, yes. And I'd be able to take a sip. Interesting. You know? I always It's so funny because I always found that weird when somebody would be like, no, I don't want to try that. Yeah, because they had parents like mine. Yeah. It was drilled into us. I know. And it, cause just because it wasn't drilled into me. So I was always like, what, what's the problem here? Yeah. I don't understand that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Since then, I've, you know, <laughs> you had your darts with people like in far worse. Than I think that. having children so, probably loosens that up to you a little bit as well. Although I say yeah. you said your parents maintained that. That's good. And they would just die. Yeah, they would just die just seeing the that communal whistle. Hey, the, oh, the, well, the toy whistle was too much for me. Even I was like, this is gross. The amount of spit. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's not oh, cool for anyone. I don't think for unrelated. Oh. You know, and there were people that thought we could achieve COVID zero. Yeah. That's hilarious. Mm. I saw four kids blow into the same whistle in an hour at the library. Yeah. You think we're getting there? Yeah. <laughs> I was just COVID circling around in that thing right now. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Etymology with Shauna. So we got an email from a friend of the show whose name I unfortunately didn't catch, but they just emailed and said, can you tell me where the origin of the word shindig comes from? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting one. Shindig meaning like a party? A party. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's go- we're only with shindig. Shindig. It's a shindig. So uh, I looked into this. The first term emerged in the 1870s, but something it came from the Scottish word shinty which describes a game similar to hockey, which, of course, is where we got the word shinny from. That I knew. Yes. Because I wondered where shinny came from. But but. this is interesting because some believe that the game of hockey had all this commotion and excitement going on, that it was similar to a party. So this is where the connection from shinny to shindig came. Are they partying out there on the ice? Yeah. No, no, there's a there's a game going on. I know. Like, I never really thought of it that way, but I guess if you're kind of new to the game of hockey and you're watching what's going on, you're like, yeah, there's a lot of commotion, like a lot of excitement. People are yelling and fighting and everything else and <laughs> kind of understand it. Um, others believe, though, it comes from the Gaelic word sintig, meaning to leap, or shindy, which means a spree or merrymaking. 
So okay. that makes sense as well. I guess a spree of, of drinking or merrymaking with a booze. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a super old term that just had a recent massive resurgence and, and nobody really knows why. Uh, but it did, right? Like kind of went through, I don't know if it was the 90s or 2000s where people were almost ironically talking about shindigs a yep. lot more again. Yep. I don't know why. But just super weird to me that there was a connection between parties and hockey. And I mean, it kind of does represent the true Canadian spirit. You know, mm. we like to party. We like hockey. It's all good that it blends together like this. We but love a shindig here, don't we? We sure do. <laughs> yes. Demology with Shauna. The BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. A friend of mine is working security for the uh, the Last of Us shooting, mm-hmm. uh, which of course is that series that's going to be on HBO and was telling me some more details on it. Um, so there are apparently hundreds upon hundreds of extras for this show. And of course, they're all zombies. But I guess he was chatting to one of the zombies who's an extra, and he said the the makeup that some of them are wearing is absolutely insane. Like, they have these mushrooms growing out of their heads and all this intense stuff going on, and they they have to be in this makeup for eight to ten hours. Like, these shoots are going on for quite some time. Yeah. So they're sitting in the makeup chair getting this intense makeup done, and then they have to basically be in this makeup for eight to ten hours. And he was saying that they're all happening overnight, right, because it's a zombie movie and you need it to be spooky. So I guess a lot of the shoots are like 6 p.m. to 5 a.m. or 7 to 5 in the morning. and That's wild. What yeah. a fun experience, hey? That's you, what I was thinking. If you were out of work right now or whatever and you're an extra on the show, that would be a blast. And I have one friend who's doing it right now and he's saying, yeah, he's just having a great time <laughs> doing this, just being part of all of it. Um, but this uh, security guard was saying there's also a particular sh- shoot that's going on right now that's on full lockdown. And he said security's tighter, tighter than like the G20 summit right now for this one shoot <laughs> because of of course, a lot of them, like even if there's gates and stuff blocking you from seeing the shooting happens, there's a lot of high rises that are looking down into these shoots mm-hmm. and people are filming and like, so you can still kind of see what's happening. And, and stuff will leak, right? Absolutely. If there's any, anything that can be deduced. Yep. And so he's saying that there's one in particular that's kind of like a, I don't know if it's a finale or some shoot that they are, they don't want anybody to see. And it's just on full lockdown. And he's like, it's pretty interesting to see what's happening in there because they just, they don't want to spoil this one event or whatever is going on. And you were saying that it had to do with the type of zombie yeah. that you see? He thinks, I, yeah, I don't know if that's fact or not. I mean, this is all kind of, again, I probably shouldn't be telling this. But, uh, yeah, some sort of last phase maybe of a zombie or something that they just, they don't want people to, to see. Okay. So... Kind of cool. I was thinking about this, though. Like, first of all, when this comes out, we're going to be seeing all these sites that we recognize. Yeah. And then there's so many Calgarians. There's hundreds upon hundreds of people that are going to be able to see themselves in the background of these yeah, scenes, too. Yeah, that's cool. How cool is that? And I mean, I'm not like, I'm not generally a huge zombie movie guy or whatever. Like, I wasn't into The Walking Dead or anything like that. But yeah. uh, I will watch the hell out of this. Absolutely. Just because, like you said, yeah, it was shot here. and Yeah. I think we've mentioned this before, but what's the price tag on? Like 400 million bucks is what they've spent or something. Yeah, it's a huge, huge production. Yeah, super cool. Yeah. I'm I'm excited. Mm. B&S in 20 minutes or less. I was reading this article yesterday about what happens to the unused bar soap in hotel rooms. I assume it goes in the garbage. Well, for the longest time, it did. And I I think in a lot of hotels, it still does. But did you know they're the most, that is the most used amenity in a hotel room? So 86% of guests will unpackage that soap and use it. Well, I hope it's more than that, because if, if you're not unpackaging that soap, then you're not using soap in the hotel room. Well, you're not washing your hands, right? Because yeah. they never have, I, why do they never have hand soap dispensers in a hotel room? People used to think so. that's uncleanly. That's changing now, though. Like now there's the like, shampoo and conditioner dispensers yep. because people are starting to go, okay, we can overlook the 
idea of, you know, somebody being able to get into this uh, just right. for the environment. But yeah, because that's why I think. Much. Yeah. Yeah. But they said, like, for example, the TV people, only 84% of guests use the TV. They said only 36% of guests use the Wi-Fi connection, mm-hmm. but 86% use the bar of soap, which like you said, that means 14% of people either aren't going to the bathroom in the hotel room or aren't washing their hands, which is worse. It's gross. But anyway. um, I guess but if you bring your own soap, that would be the other reason. Yeah, but I mean, most of these, so most bars of soap don't get completely used, right? Because you yeah. use it and then you check out the next day and there's most of a bar of soap sitting there. So this one dude in Florida, he started a company called Clean the World and they collect these half-used bars of soap. They process them and then they redistribute them usually to like refugees and humanitarian causes and stuff. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, and the hotel pays a small fee to be part of it and then they get their old soap collected and then they get a report saying this is how much, like this is the weight of soap you kept out of the landfill. This is the emissions that you reduced. These are the number of refugees you helped. You know, and for the big chains... We could be talking about like millions and millions of bars of soap. That's a lot. Per year, right? Yeah. So it was so interesting. But they said before the company grew to the size that it is today, this guy started in his garage with just a few of his buddies and they would put on gloves and they would clean the soap he had collected by hand with potato peelers. So they would sit there over a garbage That's bin gross. and like peel the outer layer mm. off the bar of soap and then process it that used. way. And oh. now it's now it goes through a big facility and it's all taken care of automatically. But they started doing it manually wow. in a garage, and yeah. I was like, "It's a it's a great idea." Um, and I was like, I, "I hope this guy, I hope he's wealthy now because he pulled a lot of single pubes out of old bars of hotel soap." Yeah, I was going to say a lot of private parts have touched those oh soap bars. Oh my goodness! Yeah, you've. You indirectly <laughs> touched touch a lot of privates, <laughs> sir. A lot of sin caves and <laughs> schmackles. Oh. You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.